Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. Damien. Yes, it's a very good question, and um, <clears throat> I mean the, the the glib answer is you reduce your own anxiety first. It's like the old thing in the uh, aeroplane: make sure you put your oxygen mask on before helping others, um, because what ten what in my experience is when you are not feeling anxious other people's anxiety doesn't touch you and indeed you can be empathic and kind to them and maybe help them be a little less anxious but when you are feeling anxious yourself it's like oh god go away you're making me making it all worse so the the kind of pat answer is try and work with your physical symptoms of anxiety and bring those down and then your kind of body mind will follow suit first um, because obviously other people's anxiety well you know we all grew up in families and most of us experienced um, sort of multiple people in our family maybe one or two uh, caregivers or like one or two siblings or, or no siblings um, and inevitably in any family there's a lot of anxiety particularly if you're the first child it's a known fact that first children or only children um, get a great deal of unconscious anxiety from their parents because their parents don't know what they're doing they're like oh my god it's gonna what am I doing I'm gonna kill it um, and so that transfers into the firstborn child so you know families generate anxiety in a kind of interpersonal way and so we grow up being sensitive to the cues of other people, particularly if we had anxious parents. We grow, grow, up, grow up sensitive to the cues of other beings. And you know, if we're not careful, or we, you know, for whatever reason, whatever pattern of upbringing we had, we, um, we sort of ingest other people's anxiety or other people's anxiety signals that we have to be anxious too. But uh, one of the real... Uh, joys of working with anxiety in ourselves by reducing the symptoms of anxiety reducing the, the, the mental structures that create anxiety is that we become a bit more Teflon you know Teflon so it doesn't stick so you know when we're anxious we're like velcro and everything's like <laughs> sticks to us and when we're when we're not anxious when we're in the ventral vagal tone then we're more vel we're more Teflon everything just like oh poor thing you're really anxious what can I do to help but when we ourselves are anxious when we're in the um, dorsal or the, or the sympathetic state then we get entangled there's an enmeshment that happens with other people's anxiety uh, and one of the great blessings of doing this work of reducing our own anxiety is is that we can help others without um, taking on their anxiety in a way that's the wrong metaphor because we're not taking on their anxiety it's not like it's like a plague 
or sort of like sort of bad air that's coming from them to us. It's our anxiety, you know, nobody else's, it's our anxiety gets elicited, gets turned on by other, not turned on, gets switched on by other people's anxiety. But it's not like they're infecting us with their anxiety. We are, on some level, responding to their anxiety with our anxiety. And I think that that's why it's really important to to get away from this image of like infection or other people's anxiety kind of overwhelming. It's not, it's not a thing. It's not like a tidal wave that comes from them into you. It's your anxiety that is rising or decreasing and you have control of that. You can skillfully uh, work with that. So it's a tricky one because obviously interpersonal relationships are very complicated. Um, and particularly family interpersonal relationships can be very complicated. But the, the kind of the knife that slices through the Gordian knot, the, the, the simplest thing is to work directly with your own nervous system and not blame or worry or try to help others before you've done that. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard because, you know, particularly with mothers, you know, mum, mothers are often anxious because being a mother is an anxious is an anxious job, um, and you know, we all have many of us have experience of anxious mothers or fathers sometimes. Um, and it's difficult because that's all we've grown up, you know, we grew up knowing that. We th just think, well, all people are like that. But of course, not all people are like that. Anxiety is not universal. Um, stress is not universal. Some people, some mythical <laughs> people grew up with perfect parents who were totally like unstressed and really kind of cool and groovy and just like knew exactly what to do all the time. Um, but, you know, the rest of us probably grew up with people who were just sort of making a stab of it in the 60s or 70s or 80s or 90s or whenever, whenever we were growing up. <coughs> uh, and so, of course, you know, we, we have to factor that in but with compassion, I think, and also not to blame, not to uh, believe this idea that somehow people can infect you with, uh, with anxiety. When, you, when our mothers are anxious, it's almost inevitable that some mechanism in us will get triggered. Either I don't want your anxiety, or I'm going to take your anxiety away from you, or I'm going to be anxious with you to keep you company, or whatever our particular pattern is. Um, but we, it, the only thing we can really do is recognize that pattern and then work directly with our anxiety. The only thing, there are lots of things you can do. That's that would, in my experience, that's the most skillful thing to do. Uh, I know in my situation, it's because the difference is, is that you know my mother's sitting there watching TV. They watch news. I don't. I don't have a TV, and I, I ignore what I need to ignore. I don't even ignore it. I just don't register it. So when she's talking about something, I'm worried about oh, this is going to happen, or the energy's going to go up, or it kind of just it's like overload. Yeah, I mean it's hard because we don't want to be um, head in the sands ostriches about, you know, there are, there's definitely bad things happening in the world 
uh, and you know, we can pretend that we're they're not, but they are. Um, and so there has to be some sensitive balancing. Some people, you know, the news industry, I bang on about this all the time, but the news is an industry whose, whose output is your anxiety, basically. They want you to become anxious so that you buy new, more newspapers and keep following the news. That's not the, that's not the reality of the world. But there is a world out there, and there is definitely suffering out in the world and hardship. So it's a balance between you know, looking after yourself so that you can help those people uh, and not believing the delusional or distorted view of the world that things like newspapers want you to believe. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. Thank you for listening and please do join us again for more podcasts from MindSprings. You can find out more about us and our work at mind-springs.org. That's mind-springs.org.